Welcome to the Rising Podcast. This is the podcast for ambitious souls to learn about powerful tools to help you understand yourself, your relationships, and your surrounding environment on a deeper level. The Rising Podcast will teach you about topics like astrology, numerology, psychology and philosophy, the hermetic laws of the universe, and other occult and esoteric topics. I'm your host, Vanessa Sophie. I'm an astrologer, consultant, and coach. My mission is to help ambitious souls rise to their ultimate potential and get better results in business and all areas of life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Grand rising, my friends. It is so great to be back on the podcast. I am so excited. It has been a while since I've released a, an official podcast episode. So here I am, and today I want to be talking about the main ways that you can use astrology as a tool to improve your life in multiple areas of life. You know, oftentimes I will talk about business, but what I've realized recently is that astrology can be used in many different aspects, and I came up with the three main aspects where you can use astrology, and I call it the CRA. Now, my Canadian friends are going to think it's funny because CRA in Canada is also the Canadian Revenue um, Agency. But uh, in this case, CRA stands for, one, confidence, relationships, and achievements. So there's these main three aspects where you can use astrology to help you live a better life. So we'll talk about first uh, confidence. The main way that we use astrology for is to get to know your birth chart, your natal chart. That's what most people know astrology for, and that's where it is mainly used. Especially if you are new to it, you're probably using it just to understand yourself better. Maybe the first thing that you knew about astrology was likely your zodiac sign, uh, which is otherwise known as your, your sun sign. So really, it's all about using it as a tool to understanding yourself on a deeper level. That's what I find astrology is uh, your, your first introduction to astrology is to understand yourself on a deeper level and understanding things that you may not have understood otherwise or that you may not have been able to find the proper words um, to explain how you react with uh, certain parts of yourself or how you see certain parts of yourself. In astrology, what I find is really a tool to help you see these parts of yourself, have awareness around these aspects of yourself and be able to put it into words. So that's where finding the right astrologer, the right books or the right resources with the right words that resonate with that, uh, that resonate with you is really beneficial because then you can just click where you're like, yes, that's me. Yes, that resonates with me. And then you're able to then reuse that to express yourself better in the world in, in knowing what you are, who you are, and uh, what you need. So there's a great quote from the philosopher Socrates that I absolutely love, that I find is so closely related to astrology. And the quote is, the key to wisdom starts with knowing thyself. So Socrates said that, and to me that really means the importance of knowing yourself on such a deep level. That's where you can get so much wisdom. Everything that, if there's one thing that is necessary in life, is really to get to know yourself first before you can do anything else. So that's where astrology can come into place. 
it also allows you to just what I what I hear a lot of my clients say after they get a reading with me is how they're able to see themselves authentically and they're able to understand and get confirmation of these aspects of themselves that they knew about you know astrology is not here to teach you anything new but it's here to bring awareness and to bring peace of mind that you are this way for a reason and that's that's who you are and that there's nothing wrong with that and so the piece where i find that this is relating to confidence is that as you get to know yourself better then you can come with peace of mind with that accept who you are embrace who you are and then show up authentically as who you are and really know that know that this is who you are and have no shame in programming around it so that's where it's really powerful to build confidence and then once you actually know that as i as i mentioned before you're able to express it into words like sometimes you just know these pieces of yourself but you're not actually aware of it consciously and able to put it into words to then express who you are and what you need and so think about it when you know that you're a certain way and you know what you need to feel safe and from others and just to thrive in the world then you're able to express that better you're able to express that into words so that's where astrology i find for me has provided so much of that just for me to be able to express that to my relationships around me and to show up more confidently in in who i was and i just want to sidetrack here the piece of confidence that changed in myself once i switched to sidereal astrology because before my whole life i was looking at my tropical chart where i thought i was a gemini and so i was especially when i got into astrology first I was looking at the world through the eyes of a Gemini and I was looking at myself through the eyes of a Gemini and what I knew of or what I thought Gemini was about. And so I was actually behaving a certain way and seeing things a certain way. And once I realized that I was actually a Taurus and I switched to sidereal astrology, I must say that my confidence in myself actually changed a lot because there's many things about myself that I never saw before because I was looking at myself as the from the Gemini glasses that it just didn't feel accurate and once I actually truly understood that it had a massive impact in the way that I saw myself and the way that I was wanting to show up in the world and the things that I needed and it has been really life-changing and it's just interesting to notice the difference in how I saw myself before and how I see myself now um now I feel a lot more connected to my true self and I don't feel like I'm trying to be something that I'm not and that's what tropical astrology felt to me and that's what I've heard many people around me once they switched their chart from tropical to sidereal that it just spoke to a piece of their soul that they haven't resonated with in their previous chart. So just a side note too that I'm really noticing is that diving into your chart but in diving into it in the right way because oftentimes too we can read a lot of stuff online about astrology or the different signs that is just uh, I don't know like it, it's not accurate or it's like exaggerated or things like that. So really having a deeper perspective and the important piece to know about this is that 
Um, it's not changing who you are. And that's where a lot of people had fear around sidereal astrology is that they were like afraid that it was changing who they are. It's not. It's just seeing yourself under a different lens. And so that's where it's really important to accept what actually feels true to you and true to your soul and true to your heart more than what you're being told especially when you're just reading stuff online because sometimes it can be so inaccurate or you're missing the full picture because something that i mention all the time is that you are your whole your whole chart and your sun sign is about five percent of your chart so you know if i was to see myself only as a taurus um it would absolutely not be accurate because you know i have a pisces moon and i have a leo rising and i have you know so many other things that are also a big part of who I am. So you have all the 12 signs within you. It, they just show up differently in different areas. So something that's really important to know about that that I just wanted to note as well. So that's how astrology is powerful to help with your confidence in yourself. When you know yourself, you know where you're going, you know what you need, you know how to express that, you know how to be authentic, and you're able to be a better leader a better person, a better friend, a better wife, husband, partner in every area of life because you know who you are. So that's where it helps with the confidence piece and it helps you improve every area of life. The other piece, the second piece for the ways that astrology can be used as a tool to improve your life is in relationships. (laughs) That's another big piece. And the first one is yourself. The second one is relationships. So there's two ways that you can use. Well, there's, I guess, more than two ways. But the, the two main ones that you can use astrology to help improve relationships, there's um, two different types of charts that you can look at. So there's synastry. So what we call synastry is when you put the two charts on top of each other and you compare their interactions with each other so if there's any aspects between the two charts how compatible are the signs and things like that i like to use the synastry chart to yeah to compare the two charts basically and see how they interact with each other how they clash where there's compatibility and where there might be challenges so that's synastry and then you have also composite chart so that's where you actually merge the two charts together to create a separate chart and it's like the chart of the relationship itself so it's like the relationship becomes its own um its own identity and has its own purpose and yeah so a composite chart is a mathematical uh, calculation of the two charts or you can put two more than two charts together you can do a whole family you could do a business if there's more than one person involved in the business Um, you could do a home for example so it's the energy of multiple charts that you merge together and it's a mathematical um, calculation that creates a new chart as its own identity so a composite chart can be really beneficial to understand the purpose of the relationship how the relationship feels um, and then you can also look at each of the people involved in the relationship and how it feels for them to have this um, to have this chart so yeah those are the main two ways that you would use astrology in their in a relationship context and what i find is really is really powerful is that it really helps you understand 
the dynamic of a relationship and that can be any type of relationship it can be romantic it can be a friendship it can be family um you know like i i did some relationship work with my parents and to see where we had um where we would clash or where we had trouble understanding each other and things like that it was actually highly beneficial to look at people that are close to me in in many different areas i've done it with my bosses and colleagues in the past i've done it with you know any types of of relationships so yeah you can really see where there might be clashes where where you guys are attracting each other you know like if i have a really good friend and i look at our sinistry chart i'm like oh that's where we are strong and that's where we relate to each other and that's where we vibe versus this is where we struggle with understanding each other so it really helps bringing awareness and then when you know the other person's chart it also helps you adapt to what they need and this is something that i've been um doing in my close relationships especially the ones that are able to understand astrology and numerology because we are actually able to communicate that hey i actually have a mercury in taurus so i need a lot more time to process my thoughts before i can speak while one of my best friends has a mercury in gemini so he's able to speak a lot more quickly and put his thoughts very fast and so for me when i speak with a mercury with a taurus mercury it feels very slow to him and you know that can create some clashing in conversations or exchange of ideas So when you're able to understand that, then you're able to have compassion for the other person and know that they have a different way of expressing, um, expressing their thoughts. And especially in romantic relationships, this is very valuable because you can look at the Venus placements and see what the partners need in a relationship and how they express and desire to be loved. And so if someone has a Venus in Taurus that is highly sensual and needs a lot of physical touch, but then you have someone else that has a Venus in Aquarius that is all about thoughts and ideas and, and um, you know, independence and individuality and they're not at all, uh, <laughs> and they're not at all interested in physical touch, that's not the way that they love, then, you know, you can see why there's a disconnect. So that's where it's it's really insightful to know not just your own chart but also the people close to you what are their charts and see and you know a lot of people are asking me oh is it you know is the relationship doomed or, you know especially in romantic relationships um is it not going to work i don't believe that there's such a thing as it's going to work or not it's all a matter of bringing awareness to what are the Um, benefits of the relationship and what are the challenges and are you willing to work through it is that a deal breaker for you or not so it's just a tool of awareness again and it's all about what you do with it the other piece that i find really interesting is that you can compare that to uh, personality tests or the love languages so i really truly believe that in an astrology chart if you know your stuff well enough (laughs) like me you can find someone's love languages from their chart so you know the love languages like physical touch words of affirmation um gifts and all of that like you can find that in someone's chart by looking at their venus their mars placements their mercury placements um their moon placements so 
it's pretty much the same thing as the love languages. It's just, it's rooted in someone's chart. And same thing for personality test. You know, the MBTI personality test, I believe that you can find that in someone's chart as well. You know, you look at their rising sign to see if they're extrovert or introvert. Um, Enneagram, you know, all of that stuff. Like, it's the same in astrology. Everything is rooted in astrology and you're able to get the same... Um, you're able to get the same insights from someone's chart. So that's another way of understanding how this can be so beneficial for relationships. And, you know, even in a work environment, um, I talk a lot about like personal relationships, but even in a work environment, it's, it's the same thing. And I have loved looking at my... Um, and the people that are, you know, in my team, either bosses in the past or, um, or colleagues to see how they work. And usually when I work with someone, I will look at their chart if it's possible um, so that I can see how do they work best and what do they need. So in a work environment, you can, you know, if you're the one that's the boss, for example, if you're um, an entrepreneur and you have employees, you can look at your own chart to see what it is that you expect in the work environment and then look at your employee's chart to see what are their strengths and how do they work? How do they work best? How can they complement complement what um, you lack and how can they uh, support you, you know, and, and help with the business in the best way possible? So as an employer that's really beneficial to know your employees strengths and what they're not the best at helping you with as well so you can find the right person to help you with that you know for example i always like to use numerology as an example because it's very easy to understand but for, for example um a boss that would be looking to hire uh, someone that is a hard worker and that is stable, I would say hire someone with four energy because they're a worker. And the four is, um, is you know, a very hard worker. But if you were to hire a an eight, for example, and expect them to be an employee, um, an eight doesn't like to know what to do. Eight is a lot more likely to be a boss or an entrepreneur than the four is. So... Um, so yeah, like if you want someone that is a hard worker and that you know can help build a business, that's a four. Four is literally here to build foundations. So knowing astrology and numerology can be super beneficial in that way, especially if you're an entrepreneur. If you're an employee, um, knowing your boss's uh, chart or numerology can also help you. What are their expectations? from you or how do they work how do they need to be supported um i had a realization the other day on what are the earth signs needs in a work environment um capricorn will need achievements they need results they need to have the proof that you've done something virgo needs something that is extremely analytical so virgo will want the details out of everything that you're doing and Taurus wants everything to be super simple and straight to the point and no fluff around it. So if you're starting to submit a report that is greatly detailed to a Taurus, they're not going to care about it. They're like, you know, going to tell you, go straight to the point. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> so 
things like that, you know, can help you have awareness around how to approach your relationships in, again, many areas of life, in your personal relationships, in your romantic relationships, in your work relationships. There's so many ways that you can use this as an awareness tool to adapt to your relationships. And then the last piece to use astrology as a tool to live a better life is to help you with your achievements. What are your goals that you're setting? Where are you going? What are you currently wanting to achieve? And this, oh my gosh, I can talk about this for hours because it goes in so many directions. But something that I've recently been exploring is how astrology is used or can be used for timing to so for example if you're trying to accomplish a goal you know the timing of it is so important you need divine timing to be able to achieve whatever you want to achieve because you can't um you know if you're going to surf like you need to go with the wave not against the wave you need to go at the right time you know there's so many things in life that you can look at that just everything needs to be happening on the right time and if you're not on the right time then it just falls apart so think about how many you know think about times that you've been trying to achieve something and then something else just like blew it up and it didn't work out so what if you were actually able to time certain achievements that you're trying to do with the right periods of your life if you could know that that's really really powerful and if you look at the um, laws of the universe the universal laws of the universe there's seven of them um, if you want to know more about it you can look in the book the Kabbalion, which is absolutely amazing and the fifth principle of the universe or the law of the universe is called the law of rhythm and the law of rhythm says that everything in life has um, has seasons. Everything flows. It flows, you know, up and down. Um, there is a rhythm to everything in the universe. If you look at the seasons, women's menstrual cycles, the moon's menstrual cycles, um, uh, the moon's menstrual cycles, <laughs> the moon phases. Uh, <laughs> the the tides, you know, the, like the tides will go up and down. So. Everything in life has a rhythm, and so that's what astrology is all about. Astrology is just the code that is helping you to understand the rhythm and to crack the code of that. So that's why I find it really, really powerful. And to know, for example, if you're looking to launch a new business or you're looking to focus on your career at that time, but then I can see clearly in your chart that it's not a time to focus on career, it's actually a time to focus on your family or your relationship. Um, you know, no matter how hard you're going to try to focus on a certain thing, you can't go against, against the law of rhythm. So you can't, yeah, you can't push against that. And um, having awareness of that and I really want to clarify here that this is not fortune telling. It's not like, hey, this isn't going to happen. So, you know, like be aware, of, like be ready for that. Like, no, it's not fortune telling. It's more um, awareness and being able to plan in accordance to the law of rhythm in the best way possible. So, for example, the best example that I love to use to explain how this works and how I like to use astrology to help you with that is... Let's say, for example, your goal is to 
plan a barbecue with your friends. So you want to have a barbecue and have your friends over. And obviously you want to do it outside. So you want to do it on a sunny day when um, it's not too cold. It's not too warm. It's not raining. Um, and you know you want to do it on a Saturday because it's the weekend. And that's when people are available. So uh, you're coming to me and you're like, I want to plan a barbecue. When is the best time to do that? So obviously, you know, you, you could try to do it by yourself. You could plan it for next Saturday. But not knowing that um, there is 80% chance of rain and um, it's going to be super cold outside. So that's where you go to an astrologer and an astrologer. It's kind of the same thing as studying the um, meteor forecast or the weather forecast. Astrology is very similar to that. It's studying the patterns and the energy and all of that. So... I'm not going to tell you to plan your barbecue for this upcoming Saturday because there's 80% chance of rain. I'm going to be like, okay, in the month of August, um, here's the best Saturday to do it. It's going to be the Saturday the 25th, you know, because there's only 20% chance of rain. supposed to be super sunny outside. So, you know, that's when you should do it. It's not a guaranteed that, you know, it's going to be 23 degrees and that it's going to be, um, you know, super sunny outside, but it's pretty likely and from what I'm seeing it seems like it's the best option so this is what I'm suggesting so it's the same principle the same idea of planning your goals in accordance to astrology it's knowing what is the best time to organize your barbecue according to your um, desires goals and intentions so you know your barbecue you want to have your friends over you want to you want it to be on a sunny day you want it to um you know, you, you want it to be on a Saturday. So once you have those criteria, then we can look at astrology and see when is the best time for that. Another thing too is to look at your personal life and to understand what is it that you're going through right now? What are your personal transits right now? So again, in accordance to the law of rhythm, in your personal life, you're going through flow all the time. If you look at the pendulum, the pendulum goes backwards and forwards all the time so there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs so when you look at astrology and you look at your personal transits you can have a better idea of what phase of life you're currently in right now so when you have awareness of that you can look at and it's not here to change anything you're not here to you know try to resist that you're just here to understand it so you can look at the um, opportunities that you currently have at the moment and you can look at you know, you can understand deeper why you're going through the challenges that you're going through. And that helps really bring a peace of mind and that helps um, bring confirmation and understanding. So that's really soothing to understand that. And you're also able to understand deeper what are the lessons that needs to be learned outside of this. So that's where understanding your personal transits can also help on a deeper level um, helping you with that and helping you understand what phases of life, what phase of life you're currently in. The last way of using astrology in terms of achievements is where whenever you are trying to create something new, you are imprinting that with a certain uh, with a, a certain energy. So think about you know if you're birthing something so let's take a child for example and let's take you as an example when you were born you had this chart 
and then this energy was imprinted in you. So that's where you get your birth chart. It's the same thing for everything in life. It's the same thing for people, but also for events. Um, that's where looking at the chart of when a marriage happens is really powerful because then you have the birth chart for the marriage, when the marriage was birthed. Birthed? I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, <laughs> but it's the same thing for your business or whatever new project you're starting. If you're writing a book, like the moment that you publish your book, that's going to be the birth chart of your book. Um, I did the exact same thing with, with my podcast. I picked a specific time for my podcast because I knew that this was going to create a birth chart for my podcast. So therefore, you can use this to pick the right... So if you're doing strategy around this, you can pick the right timing to have the chart that is going to be the most appropriate for what you're looking for. So if you're launching a podcast, but your Mercury is in Pisces, and Mercury is, you know, really not doing great in Pisces, um, it's not powerful in Pisces, it's very elusive. So Mercury being the planet of the mind and communication and a podcast is all about communication. If you have a weak Mercury in the chart, that's definitely not going to be a great podcast. So, you know, that's where you can be strategic. And okay, if you're creating a podcast, you want your Mercury to be strong, you want it to be eloquent, you want it to be knowledgeable, and um, you want it to reach a large audience. What type of audience do you want it to reach, you know? So um, those are the characteristics. And then, you know, if you know that you want to launch it in the next two months or you want to do it in um, a certain period of the year and you're like, Vanessa, I actually want to do it, you know, in the fall, then we'll look at when is the best time in the fall to actually do that. So, yeah. Uh, so that's where it's really powerful to know, in especially in business, uh, because if you're launching a new program, if you're launching a new idea, you're launching a new offer, all of that has its own birth chart. So you want to make sure that you infuse these things with the best energy possible. And same thing for events. I have uh, people that come to me to pick the best date for their event. Um, so again, it depends on what your intentions are with this, with this event. But you really want to make sure that you... You know, if you want to plan an event all about communication, but you organize it on a Mercury retrograde, like, you know, it's not going to be the best time to do that. Or if there is a an aspect that is challenging on that day and that, you know, you want, you want to create an event that is all about connection with others, but there's actually a bunch of planets that are aspecting Venus in a bad way. So therefore, relationships are going to be challenging. Like, that's not going to be the best time. So... Everything like that has an energy. Everything you create, everything you birth has its own natal chart. So that's where it's really powerful and beneficial to uh, be strategic into when you launch certain things. And you can time that with astrology. And interestingly enough, I came across a quote from Carl Jung, which was a famous psychiatrist. And... Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Carl Jung seems to know about astrology, and um, and I found a couple of quotes from him that was talking about astrology. And one of the things that he said was that whatever is born or done this moment of time has the qualities of this moment of time. So that's 
exactly what I'm talking about. This is called electional astrology, and that's to pick the specific time or the best possible time for whatever you're trying to create, because whatever is born or done under this moment of time has the qualities of this moment of time. So, super powerful. So these are the main three ways that you can use astrology as a tool to improve your life. And as I mentioned, this is the CRA, so confidence, relationships, and achievements. Confidence in yourself, really getting to know yourself. The key to wisdom starts with knowing thyself, the quote from Socrates. That's really where you can better show up in the world and get better results in all areas of life. Because it's all it all starts with yourself. Everything around you is a manifestation of yourself. So if you have confidence first and you know who you are authentically first, then you know what you want and you know where you're going. Second one is relationships. So understanding your relationships or understanding what are the strengths, the challenges, how you can adapt to your relationships. And that's in personal, in work environment, in romantic relationships. There's so many ways to look at it. But using astrology to understand your relationships better is also really powerful. And lastly is achievements. So what we talked about um, sinking in with the law of rhythm, if you're trying to plan a barbecue, when is going to be the best time to do it? Understanding your personal transits, your personal um, period of life that you're currently in, what are the challenges and the lessons that you need to learn and what you need to focus on. So knowing how to flow with that rather than trying to go against it. And then the last thing is using electional astrology so that is picking the right time for a project or a new idea or an event that you're trying to organize. Um, when you're trying to create something, picking the right time to imprint that creation with the right energy for the intentions that you have and get the best results out of it. So there you have it, my friends. These are the main three ways that you can use astrology to improve your life. Obviously, there's many ways and we can talk about this for hours, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a perspective and I find this to be really interesting to see how there's so many ways that you can take this practice and that's what I'm all about. So I thank you very much for listening to the podcast. It is always a pleasure. I do intend to release more episodes in the foreseeable future, like, I mean, very soon. Um, I have tons of ideas that I want to start sharing with you. I want to start um, educating a lot more on astrology and numerology. So very soon I'm going to be releasing podcasts on introduction to numerology. A lot of people know the basics, but it goes so deep. And I would say 99.9% of people in the world don't know about the depths of numerology. So I'm very excited to share more about it. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. 